Alright, welcome to week 7. Good to have you here, as usual. And uh, this week we're going to continue our conversation about music. Now, uh, we're going to go back in time a little further along, and we're going to look at what we call classical music. Um, Very much from the Western tradition, and most of it from Europe. Um, And the point is, we want to talk about Beethoven this week. Now, why? Well, first of all, Beethoven, a few things you may not know about him that are going to be very interesting, I think, to you. Um, You've heard the name, probably. Uh, and you're thinking, maybe, wow, long time ago. Um, matter of fact, so long ago, Beethoven is the only classical composer that was listened to not only through his lifetime, uh, but through through today. Um, didn't disappear for a while, like most of them did. Um, all the other big names that you've probably heard uh, disappeared at some point, as far as their music not being known, sometimes found years later. So Vivaldi, for example, very popular back in his day, um, wrote over 500 concertos, which are pieces that feature a single instrument leading an orchestra, and um, uh, and then disappeared. And his work was found in the uh, 1950s in a basement in Italy, and uh, the house was going to be destroyed, and someone found copies, uh, and as the story goes, it was shared, and um, this great music was brought back, uh, and for people to, to people to hear today. So if you were to go to the Four Seasons, which is the most uh, popular one, if you want to Google that, you'll find it. And uh, you can find some by our friend Antonio Vivaldi. So Beethoven, kind of a rock star in his day, actually, the equivalent of. Um, he, he, I remember taking a music history class years ago, and the professor described Beethoven as this angry guy shaking his fist at the skies, you know. He, he's, the, he's very much the um, dramatic figure, um, all more brought up by something that, that should give you a little sympathy for Beethoven. Uh, and the fact is that he was deaf. Um, so he, he didn't, wasn't born deaf. He slowly lost his hearing and it's assumed, uh, in his late twenties, he had lost quite a bit of it. So when you're listening to Beethoven this week, I want you to keep in mind that here's this, uh, human being that has dedicated their entire life to being about music slowly losing the ability to even hear it. At one point in Beethoven's life, uh, it was what he did was he cut the legs off his piano and put it on the floor so that he could lie on the floor and play and feel the vibrations uh, and let which let him better hear. So let's take a step away for a minute. Um, you may notice, for example, when you do a recording, your voice sounds higher pitched to you. It sounds different. Many of us don't like our uh, the sound of our voice when we listen to a recording. It doesn't sound as deep or resonant. That's because as you're speaking, your, uh, your voice is resonating within your skull. It's called bone convection, believe it or not. The, the uh, sound waves that make up sound, that make up music, are resonating in your head, and they're they're resonating through. Uh, it's it's like your your head is a giant uh, drum or trombone, and you're hearing it from the inside. <laughs> so that's why your voice sounds so much different when you do a recording. And again, why many of us don't like our voices when we're not doing uh, we're not hearing what it actually sounds like to us. So I wanted you to keep that in mind because that was how Beethoven was able to continue to, uh, to in quotes here, hear uh, what he was doing as he worked. By the time he got to his Ninth Symphony, uh, which is uh, the Ode to Joy, when you think about it, uh, that's very ironic in a way, the last part, 
Uh, it's the one that goes anyway um that one which you've probably heard before he was completely deaf completely when he wrote that piece now remember our friend vincent from a few weeks ago uh and i said vincent was able to as stephen moffat said capture um the joy even through all his pain he, he captured joy and beauty and, and brought it to the world in paint. Um, and Beethoven was able to do the same with music. And he wasn't even able to hear it. Now, if we were doing this as a face-to-face -face class, the lesson would be this. We would come into class. I would ask you to draw. And I would probably give you uh, something to draw with and some paper. And I would ask you to draw anything, maybe uh, something I put out for you. Uh, in the past, I've put things out like a, a flower or even an iPhone and say, please draw this. And students would start to draw it. And then I'd say, now close your eyes. And everyone would say, well, that's impossible. How can you draw something you, in front of you if you can't see it? And usually we would do this exercise while listening to Beethoven. And I wish we could be face-to-face -face so that we could do this because what you would see and what you will see if you try it is to try to understand that he composed this music will not be able to actually hear it. It was only in his head. And if you were more poetic, you might say in his heart and soul and nowhere else. And it came to the page and it was given to us. So when you listen to the Fifth Symphony uh, this week, I put some videos in for you. One of them is the first movement of the Fifth Symphony, uh, which is the one that goes dun-dun-dun-dun. A lot of people thought that was Beethoven expressing his anger, expressing fate, uh, knocking on the door, saying, you will no longer hear. Um, and when you get to the Ninth Symphony, which is later on, I hope you can hear the joy in it. Um, and it's quite a... It's quite a testament for all the things that we're doing when we start talking about um, music and art and all these things and being human. Beethoven, I wanted to share with you, not just because he's this long dead, pardon me, white guy, but, but the fact that he hears this human being, that um, this human being, as we all are, um, who exemplified exactly the type of things we're trying to learn and that I want to share with you this semester because there's so much out there. And I hope you've also learned uh, by studying a little bit Ella Fitzgerald and, and, and jazz last week that, again, music is one of those things that human beings uh, turn to during difficult times. And you probably are listening to more music than you were before, or you, you may be at least, or reaching out to some of these other things to get through these difficult times. And I hope this class helps with that. So that's all I have to say for the lecture type stuff this week. Please be aware there's also some, uh, as we did photography, we talked about the elements of photography. Now we're doing the same with the elements of music. So there are certain things that make up music and I want you to be a little more aware of those this week. And I'm gonna ask you to think about them for next week when you will again share. You will pick an artist uh, as we did with the visual arts um, we're only doing a couple of weeks before we do the, the, the student share next week because when it was really popular and I think um, it seemed to have the impact we wanted and it was so many great things that you shared and I was I was really glad to see all of them uh, and I want to do the same thing for us with music. But for this week, 
please focus on Beethoven, the elements of music, and uh, try listening to these different styles, these different things that you may or may not be used to as we discuss them this week. Thanks for your time, and I hope you, uh, you take care, and we'll talk to you soon.